Hello, everybody. My name is Kevin Andrew Rivera. We got Raul Ceballos over here. Raul, how you doing? Woo! I cannot wait to delve into this, man. Hell yes. Welcome to Real Geek News. This is a podcast show where we talk about news and whatnot. But today's episode, we're talking about James Gunn's DCU lineup, baby. James Gunn had a lot to talk about. We got 11 different projects to discuss today. So without further ado, why don't we just jump right on into this thing here, Raul? This is what we've been waiting for, right? And of course, we actually just recorded our January month episode last night. Yes, sir. And uh, as of last night, what, the 30th, there was still no announcement. But today, this morning, the 31st, James Gunn finally announces all this stuff that we've been anxiously waiting for, chopping at the bit. So how could we not do a special dedicated bonus episode just about this five-minute video. Yeah, that's right. That James that's Gunn right. has dropped, and that's what we are bringing to you, the people. Woo! Because you deserve to hear our fresh takes right as right after the announcements have come out. So We'll yeah, either man. be super excited or really... <laughs> You'll be the judge. But, uh, yeah, Hopefully no, I th- more of the first one. Hopefully yeah, more- I, I think more of the first one. I think more <laughs> of the first one. Um, but I, I think yesterday we, we had a lot of theories that we kind of threw out there just as like, eh, maybe. And also there were even news stuff that we kind of left out for the month because yeah. we were like, ah, oh, they'll probably cover it in this episode when once James Gunn announces his stuff. Yeah. I feel like it's like a back and forth maybe kind of everything got answered. So we're going to drop right into this stuff right here. Uh, Raul, why don't we start off? With uh, just overall thoughts, how do you feel about watching this five and a half minute clip that James Gunn put together for us today? I mean, it was very well thought out and everything he says, the way the way he's been handling things up until now, it's the same way he handled himself in this video. The most diplomatic you can be. And he's you can he's addressing all fans, you know, of D.C. from whatever backgrounds, you know, this is meant to be. All right, guys, we can take a breath of fresh air now. We can all take a sigh of relief. Here's what's happening, okay? And um, I don't know. It, it, it was just, um, you can tell as we'll go through the everything that was uh, announced and mentioned, this is a very well thought out plan. Um, yeah. It was so very well thought out. Thought out. And, and, and just leading up to this, you know, he's, you can tell James Gunn and Peter Safran have had a lot of time to go through, you know, figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to reboot the DCU. Um, this whole lineup of DC films just reboot the entire thing, which is, we'll get into it. That's for sure exactly what, what they're going to do, as we have suspected. Or um, is it? Well, we'll, 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 we'll get into it. I, I thought I, I thought very similar stuff. Um, when I first saw the five minute clip, the first thing thing I thought was, "Are you kidding? This is what we're getting," which is not what I thought I would be saying right now. Really, I had a but but at the same time, if you guys watch our current new episode that just came out today, along with this episode, um, when I referred to Beverly Hills Cop yesterday, mm. uh, I was talking about how like the first half had me like, okay, I don't know, if this is for me, but then at the halfway point, something just clicked. And I was like, okay, I think I'm actually in. This is actually Mm. pretty awesome. And then I went on Twitter the moment this video came out, and I wanted to see what everybody else was talking about and saying. And everybody kind of had the same kind of mindset. There there were a lot of people who were like, you've ruined the Snyderverse forever. Oh, God. Which, you know, who cares, The Snyder bros. 
but there was another side on twitter that was like honestly i'm kind of down for this because we need something to be done about all this it's long Um, overdue now the other cool thing about this is that i was writing down all our notes for our google doc and the more stuff that i wrote down the more interesting things started to appear to me Mm. and so i took little i jotted little notes for each section we're about to talk about today and uh yeah i'm I'm genuinely excited about this new dcu uh direction however i i do feel like james gunn could have done a better job presenting superman first kind of give us everything that we know and love first Mm. and then show us all the james gunn stuff that's like all these characters we don't really know about and now he's going to introduce us to them is that not what he came out he started off uh well he did talk about shazam the flash blue beetle right but when he started talking about his plan like the Mm -hmm. chapter one uh with he starts we'll we'll talk about it but like he he starts off with characters that aren't recognizable okay uh, okay why don't we just dive right into it raul um raul james gunn uh, yes. When he opened up his, his video, he introduced himself. Hi, I'm James Gunn. And he said along the lines of this here, he says, So as many of you know, DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. And mm. our jobs, James Gunn and Peter Safran, is to come in and make sure that the DCU is connected in film, television, video games, and animation. Right. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. So I want to I stop right there mm. for a second. Because... Kevin did some research. He, I'm analytically analyzing every little sentence that this man is saying in his video <laughs> footage, Raul. And uh, this guy, the thing that really stuck out to me was played by the same actors, That's animated characters. Mm-hmm. So what that tells me is that voice actors, we might not get that much of a shot to play any big roles in yeah, uh, no. in this thing unless we're going to do the live action stuff as well. I was going to say, you want to you wanna audition to be Batman? Live action Batman? I think I could do it. I think or maybe I really maybe Damian Wayne more is more your type. Maybe oh god. Well, I think I'd have to be a little more Israelian though, wouldn't I? Or Arabic? Because I, I think he's half Arabic, I believe. Oh, is he really? Yeah, because he he's the son of the lady who's the daughter of the uh, uh Al Ghul. Oh, Talia Al Ghul. That's the one. <laughs> I'm well, it depends like, on where, right. Well, it depends on where they go with Raz Al Ghul and. Talia That's very true. Which, or Rachel Ghoul, however you pronounce it. Yeah, is it Raish or Raz? I don't even know. I've heard different, different, different ways to pronounce it. Our gal, our guy. That's what I'll call him. But um, but yeah, no, I thought that was really interesting because uh, mm. maybe maybe we'd be able to play like characters that get murdered in the animated stuff as voice <laughs> actors. You know, like I'd take a job like that. I'd be like, cool. I'm part we of. The only universe. get jobs as people who get killed. That's it. It's just people you know are never going to be seen in live action because they're already gone. You like, better that's... practice your death screams, man. That, oh, those yeah. Are, those are rough. I, I'm already practicing it, man. I, I'm going to be like, save Martha! And then, Doing you know. like two hours killed. of nothing but death screams and, and efforts. Why did you say that name? No, I, I think uh, that'll be really fun. <laughs> Martha, yeah, please. Um, but yeah, so uh, going along though with what other stuff this guy's saying here, James Gunn, uh, he also says, and if something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves, Batman, or Todd Phillips, Joker, or Teen yes. Titans Go, then it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworld outside of the mainstream DCU continuity. Mm-hmm. Now that part, we already knew that well, stuff. We didn't know, no, but I mean, this is kind of where we thought this was going, right? 
Yeah, well, I mean, James Gunn, he, suspected. he did confirm on to somebody on Twitter, like, hey, is everything else going to be Elseworld that's not DCU? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. That we're, ah, no, he, okay. I'm sorry. He oh. didn't say yes, pretty much. Oh. He, he just said uh, uh, we're, that's something we're currently talking about. Okay. So now, yeah, yeah now it's officially official. So now it's finally got a label. DC yes. Elseworld, which is really cool. I mean, that's how, that's how they did it in the comics. The I comics, anytime they wanted to do like a one-off story or like a shorter, you know, series of stories that have nothing to do with the main DC continuity, they would label it as, they would put it under the DC Elseworlds label. Hmm. And so that way you saw that comic and you knew, okay, this is a cool extra little story, but it doesn't have to necessarily tie into the main storyline. And that could be enticing for a lot of people. Yeah, that could be enticing for a lot of people who may feel that like, you know, you'd have to make some sort of a commitment to the main line of movies, you know, like with the MCU right now, you know, anytime a new movie comes out, it's like, well, God, like, do I, do I need to catch up? How much catching up do I got to do? How much homework? You see something like this come come out. If a DC Elseworlds movie comes out, you look at that and you're like, okay, well, there's no pressure, you know? Yeah. I can just... It's also nice because again, with the, with the DCU uh, connected universe, like you will be able to have a movie that's separate, that's beginning, middle and end. And Mm. if you're like what you said, if you have a friend that comes in and says, Oh, I don't know if I want to watch that. Do I have to watch seven more? No, 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 dude. There's just three Batman movies and that's it. Like Mm -hmm. you just watch that trilogy and that's, you get Robert Pattinson. You're done. Um, I think that's really beneficial. One Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie and then you'll be ready for the next one. And it's true what they say, like those types of movies are very different than the connected universe movies. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that James Gunn isn't like fully giving that up. However, I wonder if he would have changed his mind had there not been a The Batman movie or a Joker movie coming out. What does this mean about the Harley Quinn show? What does this mean for other animated uh, DC mm. projects? Are those canceled yeah. as well? What else gets folded into Elseworlds and what else does? I mean, he didn't. He didn't say everything that will be labeled Elseworld, but he did make sure to name drop the Batman, the Matt Reeves Batman, and the Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix Joker, right? He did say right. those specifically will be folded in, into the Elseworlds uh, Definitely. label, but he hasn't mentioned if anything else will be folded into Elseworlds. Yeah, there, there's um, a good chance that he might just like not do any of that for anything else. You know, if the idea strikes him and he's like, ah, it doesn't fit in my universe, but let's make an Elseworld movie about it. Maybe. I, I remember this was a couple months back. We, we did an episode and you, you had a theory that you suspected uh, James Gunn was going to continue with the Matt Reeves, Batman and the Joaquin Phoenix Joker just so that he can end those. And then eventually get to a point where all the only DC movies you yes. see are the DC movies in the main DCU line. Do you yeah. still believe that? I still believe that. I, really? I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up doing that because he hasn't announced any other Elseworld stuff. Think Yet. about that. Yet? Yet. That's true. That one of the main biggest important parts to mention, I think we're, we're going to mention it later, but just in case, uh, this he revealed the the first chapter of what he's trying to give us, mm-hmm. but he also made sure to mention that chapter one, what he's revealed to us, is just a chunk of what just he's a revealing. Portion of it, yeah. That's not all of chapter one. So there's still a couple of movies and shows we don't know about yet that are it's still supposed to be out in this chapter one, which in Marvel definition is phase one, right? So I guess there's more to look at. It's also weird because for Marvel, we're so used to having like, 
what was it, four movies until Avengers came out for the first time in 2012? Five, yeah. There were five. Five movies. Uh, yeah, five. There were five movies before Avengers. So Avengers Whereas was the sixth. This project or this chapter has over 11 projects, and we're still not done with their phase one, which is chapter one. Um, so that's really cool but and see, interesting. How do I mean, the thing is, it's who says that you know a phase has to be a certain amount of years or certain you know i mean because I, mean, I mean who knows how long this first chapter will last you know i don't think i don't think james gunn needs to feel beholden to to repeat the same kind of beats as marvel per se so like i'm you glad know, he's not i'm really glad he's yeah not. i mean this so you know who's to say that chapter one can't be like 20 projects you know what i mean just oh yeah as i know that's an extreme example but just to throw that, that example out there it doesn't necessarily have to be like kind of those first few phases of marvel dude um, like chapter one could stand for like the infinity saga it's all these different phases right that's called chapter one for him at know? this moment we it's it, it, it's not clear to us what chapter one encompasses we only get a little taste of it but yeah, we don't. We're not gonna understand the scope until until later on when we get a clearer picture. So then um, I think I think these next four movies we're about to discuss were I would consider these guys as like the prologue to Chapter One, because James Gunn did state that Superman was the thing that really kicks it all off. Right. Uh, but first he started talking about Shazam. He said this really quick thing. He says, first we have Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Shazam has always been off in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into Flash. Okay, so just that sentence alone, mm -hmm. I Raul, I feel like we don't have actual confirmation yet if he's actually part of the DCU or not. Are, it was is he saying that he's in the DCU? Like, oh, he was in a different world. Like, you couldn't tell he was in the DCEU. So yeah, of course he's gonna connect to the DCU. Or was he saying, oh, he's a, he he's is he's in his own part of the universe, so it's more of an Elseworld movie. What does that mean, Raul? What do you think about that? I don't... I think... Honestly, I feel like the reason he said that was maybe to soften the blow for a lot of people who are big Shazam fans. Because mm. the truth of the matter is... I don't know. This is... Right. Shazam is kind of out of the way, but he's still involved enough with the main kind of story and trajectory of the, of the DCEU. What was the DCEU. There's, there are enough threads that it's like... I don't know what would be the point unless they do something in Shazam Fury of the Gods where he is, I don't know, something narratively cuts himself off from the main universe. What if they do some sort of multiverse crap there? I don't know. Magic. And then he's and then Shazam is just in his own universe. And then that's the else he that would be part of Elseworlds. But I don't think so. I think Shazam Fury of the Gods. I think that's going to end the Shazam story. The okay. at least this version of the story. I think you think it's gonna end it. Okay. I think so. I think he's um I think the Zachary Levi Shazam is gonna die with the Ezra Miller Flash, with the Jason Momoa Aquaman. I think he's part of that era and that era is ending. So I think after Fury of the Gods, I think uh yeah, I think that's it. I think Zachary Levi is gonna hang up the cape. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I wouldn't hate it if they kept him. That's mm. for sure. Like, I I don't mind Zachary Levi as Shazam. I think he's a great Shazam. I think I he's pretty good. I I'm looking forward to seeing the new movie. Um, but also I I just think it's just weird the way they've he's phrased this because yeah. we don't have a real confirmation. I feel like 
whether or not he's going to stay because that's that last sentence that moves directly into the flash James right. Gunn says and so I'm like okay so it's that the Shazam movie is connected with the flash movie and then the flash movie is connected with the blue beetle movie like is that what we're saying because then this, James yeah. Gunn this goes on to say this first part is a little muddy it is a little muddy I think he kind of wanted to speed right through it because he he knew that this isn't his thing it's not his his projects right. that he's excited <laughs> to talk about. He, right. We're ready to talk about the more nuanced new things that are coming out. Um, but he but, did make it a point to to kind of gush about the Flash as everybody else has. Uh, everybody of else, you know, all the executives and people, you know, like insiders have talked about. You know, the word on the street is that the Flash is a really good movie. Apparently. Well, so, yeah, and so there, that's where James Gunn says a fantastic movie that yeah. I really love that resets the entire DC universe. Then to move into Blue Beetle, he goes on. But that that sentence alone resets the entire DC universe. There's a lot of people online. I, I've been going through Twitter right now, and people are like, are you kidding me? So the Flash is going to be in the new universe because it connects with Shazam and connects with Blue Beetle and connects with Aquaman? What? How are you going to do that and not Henry yeah. Cavill? I still don't think that this means that Ezra Miller is going to be the Flash right. in the future. I think I think the thing he wanted us to really focus on is resets the entire DC universe. Right. Then then we go to Blue Beetle. And so then Blue Beetle, if I'm hearing this correctly, Raul, Blue Beetle then sets up the next part for the new DCU stuff. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right to you? Okay, well, here's the deal. Here's the order that everything has come out in, right? Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Then he says Shazam leads into The Flash. And then The Flash resets the entire DC universe. And then he continues to say, that I'm quoting, then to move into Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So does that mean Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle is part of the new DCU? Or are we overthinking this? And maybe he, he doesn't mean that it's all connecting movies to each other. It's that, okay, then once we're done with this movie, then we go to this movie. And then after that movie's over, then we're going to move on to this yeah, movie. Because then because then after Blue Beetle, he talks about Aquaman 2. But it's like, well, right. no, well, you've already, we've already talked about The Flash. So is everything after The Flash, you know, post-reset? Or are we going to do some kind of time jump thing? It's like, okay, I mean, like, not time jump, but like, we're going to kind of jump forward and backward as far as uh, continuity goes. So like, The Flash will reset everything. But then even though Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2 come out after The Flash, they will still take place before <laughs> The Flash, right? Oh, my God. That's what's unclear about all this. Yeah. This is killing us. That's what's a little unclear about all this is because I'm not sure if he's... It seems like he's just talking about these films in the order that they will come out. It because The Flash will like come out, then Blue Beetle will come out, but then and then Aquaman 2 will come out, and that'll be the supposedly last film in that era. Also, but what I wanna... he doesn't do, hold on a second, Kevin. Go ahead, go ahead, what, he, go what he doesn't do, what he doesn't do very well is explain how the, 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 the timeline of events will occur, right? So it's like, you know, we're getting Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2 after The Flash, but does it take place before The Flash? Because you're saying The Flash resets everything <laughs> okay you're losing me now <laughs> it's giving me I'm, a headache no it, it it's totally a big old headache i think we we just need we just need james gunn to like sit down and record just one video with his iphone or something and just be like hey just want you guys to know shazam's in the new universe 
this character's not in the new universe. This character is in the universe. That's all we need to hear. We need. To, we just want him to say yeah. that. And he made it so like, it's so strange the way he put he, it. I, I'll I'll go ahead and tell you what I think. I'll go ahead okay. and tell you what I think. I think no. I think it's exactly what I said. I think it's that, the Flash, is the movie that in that narrative will reset the DC, universe, and from after the Flash, narratively we'll start getting the new stuff: Creature Commandos, Waller, Superman Legacy. However. Mm. Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2, though they will come out after The Flash, I do think those two films will take place before the events of The Flash. I think Blue Beetle's the only thing that's going to stay from the past. Like, everything else, Aquaman's gone, The Flash is going to be gone, Shazam's going to be gone. So you think Blue Beetle's part of the new continuity? Yeah, I I think Blue Beetle's going to be part of the new continuity. Um, I have nothing to back up that statement, but it's a character with... It's a new character that we haven't met yet, and I've heard a lot of good things in the background about that this movie's fantastic, supposedly. Yeah. Um, James Gunn, when he re- talked about Blue Beetle, he did say, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects. Mm. He so, so he specifically references Blue Beetle, a marvelous part of the DCU. Now, right. did he just Was he just saying that you know, like how we all say, oh, yeah, the DCU. Or does he mean, like, the DCU, like, this continuity of films that we're about to see? If he meant it as the continuity, then that means Shazam's in it, too, because he did say Shazam has always been off in his own part of the DCU. He he never says DCEU. Uh, this is getting a little... I know! This is ridiculous! <laughs> I When I first heard this stuff, I was like... James, just clear it up already. Jeez, man. It's Come still on. a little muddy. It's still a little muddy. Once, yeah, like you said, once he gets into announcing the new projects, it's like, all right, I can, okay, I can, I can follow this. I can, I got this. But the stuff leading into the new projects. It's still confusing. It's confusing. Um, but one thing that we do know is, as he says, The Flash, the, that film will be what resets everything. Right. That's and also, what everything. he also didn't state that these four movies are going to be Elseworld movies. So that's an interesting thing to think about. Maybe they're all still connected in a way. Maybe Jason Momoa will not be playing Aquaman anymore, but he'll play a different character. Or maybe he'll, maybe he will play Aquaman, but now he'll be a newer Aquaman from another multiverse. From this current are you talking about time- Aquaman 2? With Aquaman 2, yeah. No, man, that movie's been shot, and it's been done. That's part of the old... That movie's been shot for a while. That movie's... It's part of the old uh, regime. So the story of Aquaman 2 will definitely be very well-rooted and entrenched in the quote-unquote Snyderverse, if you will. They're not going to do any kind of weird messing around. Aquaman 2 is part of the old old era. For any listeners who are still kind of like, wait, who's Blue Beetle again? Let me just fill you in in this here story. Uh, Blue Beetle in the comics, uh, his I think his name is Jaime or is it Jamie? I, th- I want to say Jaime because he's Hispanic. Jaime. Jaime is a teenager who discovers that the original Blue Beetle scarab morphs into a battle suit, allowing him to fight crime and travel in space. Over the years, Reyes became a member of the Teen Titans starred, and starred in two Blue Beetle comic series. In DC Comics 2011 New 52 reboot, Jaime Reyes was the primary Blue Beetle character, only occasionally referring to past versions. With the subsequent continuity revisions, DC Rebirth, uh, the previous 
versions were restored. So yeah, fun fact about that. Jaime Reyes, this is the guy who plays, who is going to be Blue Beetle, played by Solo Maridueña, who's another Hispanic uh, actor that we know from... Uh, oh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra He's Kai. the main kid from Cobra Kai. Um, Jaime Reyes is actually the third Blue Beetle in the comics originally. The first being Dan Garrett and the second being Ted Cord. So it's interesting that they're kind of like skipping right to the third one. But I right. like it because, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm biased because we're Hispanic. And so it's nice to have some Hispanic representation. Uh, I wish they were Puerto Rican every now and then, but we can't <laughs> always get what we want, you know. Um, we'll get one someday. We'll get one. Yeah, I, I'm excited for Blue Beetle, and I, I've heard I've heard some good stuff behind the scenes, and I, I'm excited. I want right. to see it. I heard George Lopez is in it as well, and so I'm like, yeah, man, like they they can't put this movie out and then just go bye bye Blue Beetle. You can't be here anymore. They've got to yeah. keep Blue Beetle. I don't know. Yeah, that's I'm, it's it's unclear. It's still unclear at this point, which is which is very frustrating. And it's as much as we can say, really, man, because yeah. that's it. Like. James Gunn, he, he's so, even though he's given us so much information already, he's still very secretive about a lot of things. Which well, it's could, really could just the, the transition. That's the only thing. It's the transition from one to the next that's still a little confusing. The only thing I know, and the only thing I can say with certainty, is that The Flash, like we said before, is going to be the reset. But everything else... Aquaman, Blue Beetle, Shazam, where is their place here? I mean, I, I'm suspecting that they're going to all end, but yeah, like you bring up this Blue Beetle thing, and now I'm like, well, is Blue Beetle? Like like you said, this the supposedly the movie's good. It's so good that it started off as an HBO Max original, and then they bumped it up to a theatrical film. Now, what that kind of gives me a hint, too, is that maybe that story really is like, in its own thing like it, it's got a beginning middle right. and end that doesn't give you hints about him joining the justice league or anything like that maybe it leaves it off in a way that you can just enjoy the movie alone and maybe james gunn will leave something in the end credits that can actually push towards his universe so you think this could potentially be another elseworlds thing unless they and <laughs> until he decides not to make it elseworlds it's elseworlds until it isn't yeah, it, just like the Star Wars canon with all the books. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. canon until it's it's not canon until it's canon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, if he really likes it that much, maybe he could leave something at the end credits that could connect it to his universe and we could get more Blue Beetle. I haven't even seen the movie yet and I'm already that, that excited for it. But uh, the real big parts though, Let's we, get into the stuff that we're sure about. You could tell that James Gunn was talking about all these t movies so quickly. And uh, <laughs> he, he went on to finally say, we're moving on to our biggest stuff here. The things that I'm excited to talk about. The chapter one, Gods and Monsters. Which, there is an animated movie for the DC Universe on HBO Max that you could probably watch called Gods and Monsters. I haven't seen it, but I kind of want to now that I know the title of this. Um, I nope. love that. I can I just say really quick. I love that they're naming these chapters. I Me love too. It's, it's gods and chapter one. Gods and monsters. I like, like that too. Like it sets it really a tone, makes sets it personal. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And and again, a note from Gunn: these projects are a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire thing. Right. Not so, even the whole chapter. Yeah. From here until the end of this episode, everything we talk about is only a part of the first chapter, not the whole mm -hmm. thing. So our first thing that James Gunn brought up was Creature Commandos. Uh. <laughs> James Gunn says to us, <laughs> it's, an, 
It's an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something that we're going to do that's a little bit different at DC is we're going to have characters move into animation out of animation, usually having the same actors play their voice as who plays them in live action. Mm -hmm. So again, that's something we, we heard already in the beginning. Um, but again, it's a good reminder that the animation stuff, if you're a main character in this show, it means you're going to be a main character in live action. So right. good luck to you. Um, voice actors. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that kind of, that is kind of crummy because then I feel like, you know, the DC universe has awesome animated films that they do that are very Elseworld related. So I yeah. hope, I really hope that James Gunn is okay with making Elseworld animated movies like the company has been doing. Right. Um, maybe they haven't all been the best, but they're way better than the Marvel movies that are for, animated. For the most part, the DC animated fair has been probably more successful than the Marvel stuff in general. Oh, yeah. Know, historically, I'd say. Definitely. Yeah. And so that that's just something to keep in mind. But the thing that I really thought about when he announced this was why hasn't he told us anything about this project? Like he, this hmm. is all he said about it. It's an animated series. I'm writing it. Uh, actors are going to be in and out of it. Live action animated. That's it. Moving on. I was what like, more what, do, what, more, what more do you need? I was like, but what are the creature commandos? Tell me what they are. He showed us a picture of a lot of like Frankenstein, werewolf kind of thing. And I was like, that's all you're going to give me? So I did some research. And, that's uh, what he expects you to do. Isn't it? Well, Google it, Kevin. I'm, I, that's why. But I Google it so that you listeners don't have to. <laughs> so let me tell you what this is all about. This is just a quick little summary just to give you an idea of what these guys are. The Creature Commandos. They're a U.S. team of military superhumans originally set in World War II. They're sent out to fight Nazis and scare the hell out of them by transforming the team into horrifying warriors that resembled characters that you'd recognize from a dark universe. Uh, the team was composed of a human team leader, a werewolf, a vampire, a Frankenstein's monster, and a gorgon. Uh, and then I wrote here in this little note, direct competition with Marvel's Dark Universe? Because Marvel just started doing their Werewolf by Night stuff, mm. and they're just going more into it with Agatha Harkness and other stuff like that. So this looks like it's a direct competition, and James Gunn knew what he was doing with this. However, maybe he didn't point that out because... He didn't want to get on Kevin Feige's bad side right in the get-go, you know? It does make me curious because I know Gods and Monsters is, uh, well, I, it's a line, at least, at the very least, I know it's a line from Bride of Frankenstein, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think Professor, so. Uh, Dr. Pretorius, he utters that line, like, you know, something about, we've begun a new age of Gods and Monsters. And so that is totally apropos, I guess, because we're, we're talking about characters who basically you can rip them out of a universal horror movie, you know, yeah. Frankenstein, Wolfman, whatever, you know, vamp, just vamp, Dracula, whatever. So that's interesting that, you know, this is, this is the first project in the first chapter known as gods and monsters. We'll be getting these kinds of it's monster so characters. Weird. It's weird because I, I think that like when, when he says gods and monsters, I think of Halloween. You know, and so I'm mm. like, man, is the whole theme of this chapter Halloween? That's so interesting. It's a really <laughs> cool name, but also I think of Halloween. And when I saw Werewolf by Night for Marvel, um, there was a part of me that was like, I, I just don't connect this with Marvel. Like, I don't see this as a Marvel thing. Like, I don't see Captain America and Thor anywhere. You know what I mean? Is that um, good or bad? I, I, mean... I don't know. Um, <laughs> and so when I see I think these... it's fine. I, personally, I think it's fine. I can separate it, but. 
I will say when I see the artwork for for this one uh, Mm -hmm. that he presented, it looks very DC. And so I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. listen, you made Guardians of the Galaxy. If you've got a plan for this that's going to make us all go, whoa, then I'm down to to see it. Uh, I also read... I'm trusting James Gunn. I'm willing to trust him. Yeah, this. like I, I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna come up with something if he's you know running all this stuff. But uh, the other thing I was gonna say is I know I mentioned here in the note that it takes place originally in World War II, but I've also read online that it's being able to take place in different timelines as well. So it could be uh, a creature commando of mm-hmm. present day. And if it, if we are right. connecting it with Blue Beetle, I'm assuming Blue Beetle is gonna be a present day movie kind of thing. So it's safe to assume maybe that Creature Commandos could be present day as well. Um, or also, our next topic, actually, the Waller show that James Gunn just talked about. Right. That could also confirm that this is going to be a, a current day and age uh, Creature Commandos. Now, Waller, James Gunn said, this is a story about Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis. Viola Davis is going to team up with members of Team Peacemaker, and this is a story created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who worked on Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world, and I can't wait for people to see it. He did sound very excited when he was talking about it in the video, so I'm like, all right, I I, I trust him. I know why, though. Mm. You remember this, Kevin? Our very first episode, May 2022, this was one of the things we reported on was the Amanda Waller TV show. Oh, all the way back. This was announced way back in uh, summer of last year, man. I forgot. Yep. That was the same month uh, that the Amanda Waller TV show was announced. All they said was that this was going to be a TV show on HBO max focusing on Amanda Waller with uh, Viola Davis coming back. And we talked about it all the way back then, but we haven't heard anything about it since then. So, so this is what that is now. We hadn't thought about it for so long that we just assumed it wasn't a, th- a thing anymore then. And here it is. It has to be that because here's the thing, because now, now that but that announcement came before pre James Gunn, Peter Safran takeover. Mm. But this has to be one of the things that it must've been the plans or whatever. The, the, the story must've been so good that this is one of the things that James Gunn was okay with carrying over into the new DCU, which confuses me even more though. Well, wait, because Peacemaker came out before he became the CEO. So he maybe in reality, James Gunn was already talking with Warner brothers to continue a story for Waller uh, on his own time, but they still hadn't, they had to figure out who was going to write it, but he knew it was a continuation for Waller from his show of Peacemaker, which also, brings me to that point uh viola davis is gonna team up with members of team peacemaker so peacemaker is gonna stay in the current universe well that's but viola davis is gonna stay in the current viola universe davis. To, um, that's what i'm saying <laughs> he's carrying all this stuff over so this is another i didn't even think about it until just now as we're talking about it this is another muddy area of like wait a minute mm. is this a reboot or not it's i think it's a semi-reboot which if you listeners have heard me say this a million times, I think they should just reset everything and just be done with it. That way they can just start fresh, a new clean slate. They yeah. should have done it. But See, here they are is... mudding it up. And, you so know. we got this Waller TV show, which is indirectly, you know, which is connected to Peacemaker, which in a sense is connected to both Suicide Squads, you know. You go, okay, let's talk about Amanda Waller. Connected to Peacemaker, both Suicide Squads, 
uh, Black Adam because she makes an appearance in Black Adam. I don't know. If you're going to bring this Amanda Waller, Viola Davis continuity into the new DCU, how do you not, how do you detach yourselves from those other things? Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what though. If I think he only connected Viola Davis's character to Peacemaker and not Black Adam because Black Adam was not his doing. They added her because she's she signed a contract to show up for these things. Right. Uh, I think James Gunn intended to keep Viola Davis out of that type of movie because we're left off with Amanda Waller getting in trouble with the government due to some file leaks uh, in Peacemaker, and she goes AWOL. So there's no way she could have shown up again. And I remember when we talked about this during the Black, Black Adam movie review, like, how did Viola Davis get back there? Like, how is she still okay? Yeah, yeah. And we're trying to come up with stuff like, oh, maybe it's this and that. Well, now this is pretty clear that James Gunn was like, yeah, no, forget about that. That's not that's not real. That didn't even, actually happen. Even with that, even being divorced of Black Adam, you still she's still connected in the quote unquote Snyderverse. She's still she still has connections there. She's interacted with both versions of the Suicide Squad. Mm. You know, you got Peacemaker, which supposedly the there is a Peacemaker season two, but you know what? Interestingly, he did not announce that. That's this, true. In this video. That's, Nothing that's about so true. No mention of Peacemaker season two. But as far as we know, that's still happening. So what's going on with Peacemaker season two? How are you going to divorce this Viola Davis Waller show from the rest of the from the old DCEU if you're now rebooting it? And supposedly this <laughs> Waller show is part of the new continuity. How do you do this? How crazy that. All the answers he gave us only brought us more questions. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I didn't have as many questions until we started go until we started the show and started mm. looking through some of this stuff. And now I'm going, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on here? Because up well, until then, I was like, oh man, this all makes sense. This is totally great. But well, certain well, here, things, when you pick them apart, are a little questionable. Yeah. Yeah. No, they they really do. It really freaking it really does. And just to add more confusion to the this roster of shows that this guy's already presented to us in movies, uh, then he goes on to say the true beginning of the DCU begins with this character, right. Mr. Superman himself. Here we got the DC. This is being written by me, James Gunn says. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. That's a really long time from now. But also, uh, I just want to point out, this music is from Justice League, so y'all better appreciate. It's amazing. Ah, Batman, you know, whatever. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> you better stop. We're going to get slapped with a copyright from yeah. Warner Brothers. Well, this is actually sponsored by Manscaped. So you're right. We probably should. We're not being sponsored by Manscaped. I actually need to shave my balls. Um, anyways, definition of the word legacy. Superman legacy is the project uh, for this, you know, the title of this movie. Mm -hmm. And I, I looked up the definition of the word legacy in case anybody needed to hear it because I thought it'd be interesting to hear. Uh, it's the long lasting impact of particular events action, etc., that took place in the past or of a person's life. So I think that's a really cool, that's a really badass title for Superman hmm. because to me it kind of represents that this man alone is going to impact people in a certain way and he's going to cause a specific event. This is what begins the DCU. Right. Whatever he decides to do is what starts it all, you know. Um, maybe I'm just, you know, BSing myself, but... 
I don't know, like, why I you you hear about all this Raul Superman legacy? Uh, what do you think about it? What did you think about the picture that he presented on the video clip? Uh, what are your thoughts, man? This is we all we all suspected that James Gunn was writing a Superman movie. Well, no, I think didn't he confirm he was writing it? Yeah, he before, confirmed before, it before before this before this announcement. He confirmed it right, right. as just to fire Henry Cavill that he's writing a younger Superman. Right, 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 right. Okay, we still don't know if he's directing it or not, which is interesting. I do wonder if. And he I did hear Peter director. Safran saying he hopes to God James Gunn does direct it. But uh, we'll, well see. Well, if Peter Safran's saying that, why wouldn't he? No, nah, James Gunn's gonna direct this thing. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I why think, wouldn't he? I think uh, Superman. That's a that's a, a a legacy character. That's a pretty big deal. And James uh, Gunn is up to the task. What are you talking about? But have you ever seen a James Gunn movie where he's directed something for a legacy character? Not yet. Not yet. That yeah. I mean, that alone says enough. He he's but he's done and he's done enough that he's ready to step up to the plate and take over a big character like Superman. I mean, listen, if he's gonna write it, he better he should be confident enough to direct right? himself. Right. Like I you feel know? like James Gunn. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Are there films he's written that that he hasn't directed? I mean, no, I think a lot. Sure, I mean, there's sure movies. There there's movies he's helped produce, you know, that he produce himself hasn't worked least. on it. Yeah, yeah. Brightburn. No, I, you know? I, I, I feel like, yeah, Brightburn. But I feel like if he's going to write it, he's going to want to direct it. You know what I mean? Just to bring know. the full vision to life. Anyway, I love this announcement. Uh, this is, yeah, we're getting a new Superman. I mean, we all knew Henry Cavill was gone. We're going to get a new Superman. No casting announcements or anything, but this is going to be... Yeah, I this is this is the true beginning of the DCU, as he says. I don't understand with this Waller creature commandos, like whatever. I, I think Why the are order we even talking yeah, about this. The order that he put it in was very strange. I think I think as soon as he finished talking about Blue Beetle and Aquaman two, he should have started Chapter One: Gods and Monsters with Superman first as an announcement, right? And then moved on to talk about creature commandos and Waller. So I don't know if he means that that's the thing that's coming out first, Creature Commandos. That's the first thing we're going to see from James Gunn's universe. Okay, well, all right, we'll see how it is. Right. But if you had start off, like if you start off with Superman Legacy, that's saying something right there. So I'm hoping this was all organized in a weird way and Superman really is the first thing we're going to all see together after Aquaman 2 is done. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's, yeah, it's, it's curious, but... I love the title, Superman Legacy. Sounds, it's a great title. It's, it's a great one. Freaking awesome. It's 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 straight to the point, you know? And yeah, this is um yeah, like that's a that's a good theory you have about the of why it's called legacy and like the definition of legacy, because it does seem like we're starting off this new DCU for the most part, we're starting off with Superman. Mm. And Superman it looks like will be the catalyst for all the events to come afterwards. You know, all the, it very well could be that Superman is the reason why all the other DC superheroes exist, mm. right? He's, it's like, you know, it's, you know, the dark night, the ending of the dark night, you know, escalation, you know, you really started something, right? I mean, I, yeah, I also like to think about like in, in the Justice League movie with Zack Snyder, like as soon as the movie begins, you see that Superman has died and that's what suddenly lets like the witches of planet Earth uh, discover that now that the Kryptonian's dead, we can rule the world and start our plan. Uh, when you have the strongest person on the, in the universe in a planet, you're going to attract a lot of enemies, you know? And so when, when Superman's going to finally expose himself and say, here I am, universe, come get me, 
that I wouldn't be surprised if that's something as to why you know he would he would attract more enemies to come in and challenge the earth yeah. you know yeah i think the direct i think superman's appearance in this new continuity will be directly connected to why we will later see the green lanterns directly connected to why we will see you know events uh in the brave and the bold as we'll talk about later paradise lost the authority all these other projects you know supergirl swamp thing all this other stuff is all coming out of the fact that a Superman exists out there. And like you said, Kevin, it's going to attract attention, uh, paint a target on his head, attract attention from not so good people, but also we'll see some, uh, some good people, more good people come out of the woodwork, more superheroes. Who do you Maybe think be inspired by the fact that we have this Superman now? And yeah, sorry, Kevin. No, I was going to ask you, who do you think is going to be the bad guy in Superman legacy? I don't know. I, I think we've done Lex Luthor to death, right? I think we're done with Lex Luthor. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll make an appearance at some point in this continuity, but I I think for now, I, I, I honestly don't know who could be the villain. Because didn't he Lobo. say this is not gonna this is not gonna <laughs> be Jason Momoa coming back? Yeah. Uh, this is not gonna be an origin story, right? Didn't he say no, that? No, yeah, no, it's not an origin is, story. This is a, a early thirty, late twenty year old Superman that right. works at the Daily Planet. Right. So he's already in his, he's already on his way in his, I guess, Superman career, right? He's already yeah. doing it. He's already doing the Superman thing, but probably very new, probably kind of maybe akin to like the Pattinson Batman. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, Pattinson, yeah. he was only, this was only his second year as Batman. Uh, maybe something like that. But yeah, it's not a direct, it's not an actual origin story, which is great. Like, well, all right, that's good. We don't need any more origin stories. We know the story of Superman. Right. Just like we don't ever need another Spider-Man origin story or we Batman really origin story. Like we're done <laughs> I, with all the origin stories. Which Y'all we will know. discuss more Batman today. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I want to go back to something you just said. How you know earlier you you mentioned the the lanterns, uh, and that's actually our next project here that that James Gunn discusses is Lanterns, a new series on HBO Max. He says it's a big premiere HBO television series. It involves Hal Jordan and John Stewart with other lanterns peppered mm. in there. It's a terrestrial-based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns that are like space cops watching over Precinct Earth. In it, they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU. Very So, something comes after Superman, hides in the Earth's crust, and the Lanterns are discovering this stuff together. But I think the thing that really sticks out to me is... It's almost like true detective space cops. Bro, yeah. that sounds so cool. That is Are pretty you kidding? cool. That is pretty cool. I do, this is, because every time I think of Green Lantern, I think of like sprawling space epics, right? Like I think of him being out there in space and stuff, but this is a terrestrial based TV show. Yeah. Which I find interesting. And it's going to have two, two lanterns. We're going to have both the Hal Jordan and the John Stewart Green Lantern, which is awesome. I love Finally, that. Finally, we're going to see uh, the John Stewart Green Lantern make an appearance somewhere. That's awesome. I know a lot of people, a lot of fans have been clamoring for a John Stewart Green Lantern to show up. Um, yeah, I, it's about both, time. It's about Hal time. Both and John. Um, so that's interesting. Like a true detective with a couple green. So we're going to get Hal Jordan and John Stewart, uh, true detective style, searching for 
Space clues. And I remember you. Space you've cops been, searching for space clues. And you, space you've been also getting me to watch guns. a lot of detective movies lately. So as much as I haven't been into detective stuff. All uh, right. Well, I, get ready. I'm going to have to prepare you even more now. Well, no, I, mean, I am excited about this because <laughs> it, it, it does it does pique my interest. That's for sure. I mean, Bat, the Batman was like a neo-noir film. So if that's an if that's noir for superheroes, then I can't wait to see what space cops, true detectives look like for these superheroes. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it'll be a buddy cop thing. That's so awesome. Um, I'm I'm gonna assume. Here's my theory, Raul, because mm-hmm. you know this could be years from now. We might not know for sure. Hal Jordan's gonna die. That's what I think. I think because he's gonna we pass the baton. You think? Yeah, I think he's gonna pass the baton, and there can only be one Justice League member that can be the Green Lantern. So right now, as of right now, we have Superman and Green Lantern lined up. We're ready to go. These guys are good. We're getting them in that group. Why do you um, think Hal Jordan's gonna die though? Because I feel like we've seen enough of Hal Jordan, and by enough, I mean Ryan Reynolds <laughs> did not do justice. <laughs> and that that was that enough. <laughs> and that was Ryan, enough. And Ryan he Reynolds knew... did. Ryan Reynolds played Green Lantern, and that was enough. <laughs> he knew it. We knew it. We all knew it. She, we, Wombo. Listen, it's just, it's enough. It's enough. So I think we're. <laughs> I, I'm okay with moving on to John Stewart. Yeah, I as am too. That version, or better yet, if he doesn't die, if Hal Jordan doesn't die. Then at least he'll move on with the green, you know, the the Green Lantern Corps, and just go into space while, you know, John Stewart stays on Earth and helps out Superman right. with the Justice League or something like that. Maybe they'll go back and forth kind of thing. You know, you never know. I just think there's only there's only supposed to be one. Um, but yeah, so again, we have Superman and we have Green Lantern so far. What do you think is the? They said in it they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story in the DCU. What do you think that mystery is? It's got to be some outer space alien thing. And uh, there's, man, I swear, once we talk about the next projects, it, it'll keep giving us little clues here and there, mm. which I'm going to be so excited to talk about. Because um, theories, it's all theories, you know. It's right. not, I don't think, I know what happens in the DCU. I know everything. Um, no, that's not it at all. But <laughs> uh, our next project here is The Authority. Uh, now, this project, James Gunn says, Uh, Next is a big movie called The Authority. It's a movie, guys. The Authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters, which we are now bringing into the DCU, and they will interact with all our primary DCU characters. The Authority are a group of of superheroes who think the world is broken, and they want to fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes. So it kind of gives me a very, like, Peacemaker slash, like, The Boys vibe. Uh, characters that think that they're above the law and they can do things because it's justified and they can do those uh, actions that they're going to take. Um, A little note I wrote here was, the authority can be compared to Marvel's Illuminati. They don't answer to anyone but themselves. I know the Illuminati, they seem more of like heroic, I guess, so Hmm. sort of. But these guys sound like they really are willing to kill everybody if they need to just to get what they want. That's as much as I know about it. Raul, what do you think about all this? How does this all make you feel? Are you excited for a movie called The Authority? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I know nothing about these guys. I know nothing about these characters. What gives it? What gives it the the vibe of like the boys? I wonder. Like, what is it? To me, it's it's what he said about how you know they they think that they can fix anything by any means necessary. Hmm. So, like, it's I always refer to Peacemaker when he says, uh, uh, "I'll always do something in in the name of ah. justice." 
You know, even if I have to kill women and children. Right, right. Like that kind of stuff. Maybe it's not as comedic as The Peacemaker, but uh, it, this does give me a vibe that like they're willing to kind of go above the edge in order to get what they need to do done. Um, That's interesting. And Show I, a different side of what it means to be a superhero. Yeah, and like what, the reason I compare it to The Boys is because The Boys were, I think The Boys introduced us as audience members to like, the, the dark side, the government side of superheroes and how they're all pieces of crap behind the scenes and stuff like that. Maybe these guys are pieces of crap. And that's maybe that's what James Gunn might mean by that as well. We don't know. But we know one thing's for sure. The boys has gone super hard in that direction. So if they're going right. to do that as well, they're going to have to top that, hmm. which I don't know, man. That's like that's a whole show way to look at it. Yeah, I'm, I, I wonder. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know enough about this to kind of glean what. I mean, the only vibe I was trying, I was going to say to glean what the vibe of the show would be, or the, the movie, um, James Gunn said this is a, a passion project of his. He says mm. that specifically. So how much involvement, I wonder how much involvement he's going to have with this. Has he, is, is he writing it? Is he directing? Is I wouldn't be surprised if he directed neither? this. That, I think, you know what? I think this is the reason why he might not direct Superman because this is his passion project and this is mm. the next movie lined up. So far, we've only got Superman and the authority as films. The others are shows. Right. Um, so there's there's a pretty good chance that he might not direct Superman because he's doing this one. And I guess if it is how you're saying, like maybe it'll, like how you say maybe it has like, it'll take like the direction of kind of like the boys as far as like the vibe or something or like Peacemaker. I mean, that makes sense. For James Gunn to be involved because that's totally kind of his does. that's his flavor, right? Yeah. That's what he that's what he prefers. Um yeah, I mean I don't know. I know nothing about the authority. Me uh, neither. I that's a, literally everything we've given you guys is as much as we know as well. So, you know, with that being said, we can move on to our next topic then. You guys let us know what you think at realgeeknews at gmail.com. Um so the next topic actually was uh Paradise Lost, James Gunn goes on to say, it's a story of Paradise Island, usually known as the Mascara, which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. It's almost like the Game of Thrones and Westeros meet, but with all the inhabitants of Paradise Island. I wrote in this little note, could this introduce us to Wonder Woman? Yeah. Question mark? I'm assuming it would by the end of the series or something of the first season, because you can't just, you can't just give us you know, Amazonians and not present Wonder Woman to us, you know? Yeah, this is interesting because of the Trinity, we're going to get Superman in a movie. Mm -hmm. We're going to get Batman in a movie and potentially getting Wonder Woman from a TV show. Like not to, you know, because well, we I, I know Green some Lantern. of the best, some of the best, you know, narrative uh, storytelling happening right now is in, is in TV show. I mean, take a look at The Last of Us. So I'm not saying... Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that Paradise Lost in, in any way is an inferior project or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. I, it sounds really cool. Mm. But I wonder, I don't know, I wonder if this is where they're going to introduce Wonder Woman. Like, why not introduce Wonder Woman in a movie? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if we did get a Wonder Woman movie, but it wouldn't come out until after Paradise Lost is done and still in Chapter 1. That's mm. what I think. Because, again, we've only heard a part of Chapter 1, so they right. could be working on this. I mean, That's also, true. let me just point out also that the fact that he said it's a Game of Thrones and Westeros mix, that sounds awesome. 
That sounds so cool. Can you imagine Amazonians going left and right just stabbing each other and slashing each other's heads off and shooting each other with arrows and whatnot? But it's all political and the island, everybody's talking and starting drama. That sounds so cool, Raul. I'm, I'm, this is like one of the first projects that made me go, okay, I'm super down. Like, maybe this is the halfway point that made me realize I'm in. Well, let's do this, man. This it sounds awesome. dope, I will say. I mean, it's it, just the concept alone. Even though I still don't there's not a lot of details that come out of this project, but what what is told to us, the whole Game of Thrones style, Westeros and all that stuff and 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 taking place on Themyscira and all that stuff, that that sounds pretty cool. And yeah, I mean this obviously has to paint the way, pave the way for Wonder Woman in some way. Oh yeah, it, be it at the end of the season, be it I don't know, in the middle of the season or later on in a movie. Maybe this show gives way to the Wonder Woman movie, and then we'll get her. I don't know, but um, this is clearly setting this setting the stage for for Wonder Woman to potentially show up, inevitably I, show up. I think. I think what my theory is that we'll see a younger wonder woman before she becomes wonder woman like she's just you know her her she's diana first right you know and, and she'll just be that character in the beginning and by the end of the season that's when she's like i've got all these powers i sh i gotta go out and to the real world and save the world because something mysterious that the green lantern guys are trying to find out has appeared and now the Amazonians need Wonder Woman to get out there and be Wonder Woman to save the universe. Mm. Ooh, mm. maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <I'd>, maybe, possibly. <laughs> yes, that's that's it's a potential. Yeah, that that that's that can that is what can get Wonder Woman out of Themyscira and into the the rest of the world. I'm sure. That so now, kind of event. Sure. looking back again, then, so now we have Superman in a movie. So we've already got him from the Justice League. We've already got. We know that Green Lantern's gonna be there with possibly Wonder Woman after Paradise Lost. So we are missing our Batman still, but that's our next topic, baby. So the Brave and the Bold is our Batman this. movie. Love this title. That's a great title. That's an awesome title. It's the same the title, same as the animated show, Batman. That's the Brave right. And the Bold. Which is a good show, by the way. Um, that was the one, just to make sure that's the right show I'm thinking, that's the one where he's, he's got the blue suit, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, that's the one with the blue suit. So James Gunn goes on to say, The introduction to the DCU's Batman. It's the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite, my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line in. Who, la, 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 let me start that over. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of the Bat family in the DCU. Okay. I, mm, there's, uh -huh. I have a lot of interesting feelings about that ending part, especially. The beginning of the Bat family in the DCU. Mm -hmm, the Bat family. So we got Tim Drake, Jason Todd, Dick Grayson. We got Oracle or Barbara Gordon. Uh, they're all part of the, the Bat yeah. family. And so if you're saying this is the beginning of the Bat family, does that mean we haven't seen Tim Drake, Jason, or Dick yet? Because Damien has to dress up as Robin, right? Does does that mean Damien originates the costume of Robin then in this universe? Or 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 Tim Drake, Jason Todd, 
Dick Grayson have already been Robin by the time we get to this. Mm, but do you want that though? I don't know. Why? Why not? I, I, at this point, I don't know. It's just when was the last time that we had we got the chance to see Robin in contemporary times with movies? You know, maybe other than the 1997, ending of... Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, well, uh, adult and Robin. Robin. That's right, Batman 1997. Well, technically, 1997. We will not be talking about that though. That's where that ends. <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises had a Robin, you yeah. know, but you know. It, it yeah, doesn't Joseph count. Gordon-Levitt played not Robin. He, his, his nickname was Robin, but we never got to see him in the spandex, you know. Um, but I think I think that's interesting because uh, it, it really puts into perspective that maybe James Gunn just thinks we don't need to see that story. But well, we haven't really seen it, though, you know. It, it would be interesting to have it. Because it would be interesting to see that, unlike all the other superheroes, we get to Batman and we realize, oh no, there's a history already with Batman. Yeah, you know, his he's you know he's got he's got a sidekick now. He's got a Robin, Damian Wayne, which means we're we're probably to assume he's been doing this for quite a long time. So maybe by the time Superman and all these other heroes show up, maybe Batman's been going at it for a while already. But I think, it's, I think it's more personal for us with Batman because when, when you look at, like, Superman, Superman, they're like, oh, he's, he's already been Superman for a while. Like, okay, cool. I don't, I don't know all of the lore of Superman, so I don't know his relationships with different characters yet mm-hmm. the way that I know Batman's relationships with his Robins, you know? And so the fact that I, we're not going to get to experience the first time Bruce decided to bring someone along with him that's that's really interesting that they're making that choice if that is the case. But you know what's good about this? If if it's the case that this Damien is that Damien Wayne isn't the first Robin and that there's already been other Robins before him, what's mm. great about that is that we can bring in Jason Todd, Dick Grayson, well maybe not Jason Todd. Well, know. he'd be Dick, dead. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers, uh but Dick Grayson, uh uh Tim Drake we could bring those other guys in and possibly have a Nightwing. We can That's have true. the Dick Grayson uh, Nightwing. We can have that opens the door for all these other guys, the older characters, to come back. That's a good point, and in it's like different we, forms. And we've never gotten to see Dick Grayson as as Nightwing. Like that sounds awesome to we've see. We've never him in seen live Nightwing action. in a film in, in a live action film. That's right. And Teen Titans does not count because that is a series for the CW. We don't count it. The Titans. Um, Titans, that's ah, whatever. <laughs> you who's, see how unimportant it is. Who's paying attention? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's James the Gunn's only gonna... thing. It, it would it would introduce that. I mean, if if that's the case, then we would at least get to see more characters that we wouldn't normally see, like have a Nightwing come in and stuff like that. But but if anything, I will say this other thing: uh, Grant Morrison's comic run of you know the Wayne uh, Damian Wayne in his comic storyline, uh, Tim Drake is still Robin. And Damien supposedly beats him up and throws him down a cliff in the Batcave and steals his Robin outfit. And that's how he becomes Robin. Yeah, Damien so, Wayne's a little jerk, isn't he? He's a little jerk. Yeah, yeah. for real. So it, it's possible that we will see another Robin before Damien. I mean, his, his name is Damien. I mean, if you watch The Omen, you'll know. Name like Damien. They named him God. Damien. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> So, you know, the, things are out in the open. I The other thing I will say is the introduction to the DCU's Batman. Um, I've seen people online who have claimed things about how 
We shouldn't have two Batmans. What's going on? I I don't know. I don't really care at this point. Like I I guess get, what? We're gonna have two Batman. We're just, gonna just have two Batman. Get, over it. get <laughs> yeah. used to it. Exactly. It you oh. know you know that it's Elseworld Batman for Robert Pattinson. So right. that shouldn't be a problem to us anymore. It's like, clearly oh, but, labeled now. What about yeah. the general audience? Well, I'm guessing the general audience might go watch, you know, the Elseworld Batman more than the DCU Batman, maybe, just because that's its own thing, whereas you don't have to watch this connected universe of movies. However, this is the first Batman movie out of all of them in the DCU, right. so it might really pique people's interests. You know, it's still the beginning, so there's a good chance that it'll still it'll still make some good amount of money. This is the first time we'll be getting a Batman and Robin live action story in a long time, and it's '97. And you just better hope that they do it right. Of course, they'll they'll do it better than than Batman and Robin. If only we could go back in time and tell them how to fix it. Oh, wait, you know what? There's another person who likes to go back in time, Raul. That's our next topic here, Booster Gold. So James Gunn announces this character called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of the comic book's popular cult heroes. He's a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. That sounds hilarious, Raul. That's so funny, man. I think I like the idea of this guy meeting Batman and being like, oh my god, it's Batman. Oh, I'm such a big fan. Like you don't even know, man. Like in the future, like Batman Beyond is here and you know, you're you're the you're the OG, you know? That could totally bring us to Batman Beyond. I just realized how did that Ooh. that connection just kind of hit me. He might that'd know be, Batman. Oh, that's that'd cool. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. And then that'll connect us to a Batman Beyond movie that'll that he'll come back in time and save Batman and then I don't know. We'll go from there. That doesn't connect to all the worldly problems awesome. that are happening. <laughs> this is just me hoping that we get to see Batman Beyond someday. Um, but Raul, I'd love to see Batman Beyond at some point. Yeah. Me too. How does this all make you feel? Like, what do you, what do you think about this Booster Gold thing? This sounds fun. Yeah, this sounds really fun. I um, is it okay? So this is gonna this is gonna be a series. This is gonna be a series. HBO, HBO Max. Max series. This sounds fun. This sounds like a little bit more of a lighthearted kind of fair. You know, yeah. I, what I really like about this is that this does seem very well balanced. You know, oh, yeah. as far as like the different tones you can imagine having here, you know, from creature commandos to something more serious like Superman and lanterns to the authority, which I don't know, maybe have might be a little bit more of a James Gunn kind of lighthearted feel to it to Brave and the Bold, you know, which would probably be darker, to Booster Gold, which, you know, I'm assuming this 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 premise sounds like, you know, it could He's, be a fun romp. James Gunn is definitely learning from Kevin Feige, uh, in my opinion. Like he's yeah. he's learned a lot and he understands that you have to do different different styles and different genres for each movie in order to keep people's interest. Um, and it makes sense. I, I think it's really cool. Heck, Star Wars does it all the time now. Like they're they base they're starting to base off their movies off of other movies, which is what George Lucas used to do when he first started the original trilogy. Um, but now here's uh, this thing doing it the same way. I mean, again, the the police detective stuff. But then Booster Gold's a time travel movie. That sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. 
Now, who could play Booster Gold, Raul? I had written down jokingly, I, I would assume, is Chris Pratt. <laughs> Because James Gunn is really close friends with him, and he's talked about bringing back Marvel actors to yeah. DC. A lot of Personally, people are fine with it. A lot of people are really upset about that. It's like, would you would you want to see Chris Pratt as Booster Gold, Raul? <laughs> Look, I do think I will say if if James Gunn decides to bring you know his other actor friends over, you know who have uh, you know his Marvel actor friends in and and have them play some of these characters. I do think Booster Gold uh, is a, is the type of character that Chris Pratt could settle pretty well into. But now the question is, how old is Chris Pratt now? That's a good question. Is, is I don't he, know the answer to that, is he, is he pushing 40? I think he might he? be pushing 40. Are we, are we Googling it? Let's just I'm, Google it. I'm Googling it. 43. He, he's 43. 43. He's so 43 the, man, the man would be in his 50s by the time the first eight years is done. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if we could see Chris Pratt accepting this role just because of that factor. Um, then again, yeah, we do have an older Batman. I don't know. I mean, this Batman has a son now, so there there's possibilities. But I think they're going for more of a comedic younger age for this. Sure. And my second option, other than Chris Pratt, was Austin Butler. Yeah, Austin Butler, that comedian. The comedian He's that so everybody full loves. Of yucks, that guy. <laughs> that guy's so so comical. <laughs> well, I will say this. He was in a lot of Disney Channel comedies. So <laughs> he okay, does well. I know that maybe that doesn't mean much anymore, but <laughs> he you know, he he's got acting chops at least. Ball full got, of laughs, that Austin Butler. He's got comedic chops, you know, but that being said, if you look at the cast of or just actors that are available in this pool right now, there's not that many actors that I feel like could fit this role right now. Maybe there is, and I'm just not thinking about it, but maybe or, it would have to be a comedian. Or just somebody completely unknown. I mean, there's no way. I mean, we can't, we can only speculate. I will say, yeah, if 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 Chris Pratt were a little younger or whatever and and he uh James Gunn decide I feel like this would be something like maybe 10 years ago if yeah. they were making this movie 10 years ago I can easily see Chris Pratt uh being this character totally easily easily yeah so it would have we'll... been it would have been 10 years ago it would have been between this or this or Star-Lord oh know? yeah I think he would have ended up choosing Star-Lord because of how big it is now but right, right. I mean I don't know who knows maybe we wouldn't have known yet but uh, yeah, I think I think it's it's interesting that th they're keeping it all in the earth. Like this is all the earth stories, and right. so coming to our next story, we have Supergirl. Uh, James Gunn goes on to say one of my favorite comic book series from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and so we're gonna turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents, whereas Supergirl in this story, she was a character who was raised in a, on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way, mm. so she's a much more jaded character. I really like that take, Raul. Yeah, I do too. Because we're different. We're so used to seeing Supergirl as like a, oh, who, me? I have super strength? Wow, Clark, you're right. going to have to teach me. Like, this is awesome. Right, like I, the Melissa Benoist uh, Supergirl that was on the CW was very much like that lighter-hearted kind of, yeah. Totally. And clearly, I, I'm not going to say that the, that that show didn't work or anything, but 
we've already done it is what I'm going to say about right. it. Like we've, we've seen that type of Supergirl. So it's time to see a the different first couple seasons. It was the first couple seasons were pretty good. I, I, I got off of it after season two. I just didn't find the time, but I liked what I did see. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It lasted a long time, so it's it's good good for the girl who played Supergirl. I don't think she's gonna play Supergirl anymore because right. it's, you know it's time to move on. This but... will be a different, a totally different, yeah, actor. I, I I do like this. This is um, I love when stories, be it books, TV shows, movies, or whatever, they provide a character, and then they provide a different character who's almost mm. a different side of the coin to that yeah. character. And you get to compare and watch these two characters kind of, you know, either be at odds with each other or try and, you know, uh, to try and coexist with each other and despite their differences, right? But but really, when you look at it, they're both like, they both have the same common thread. And I love this. This is Supergirl, another Kryptonian. But yeah, the difference is she has seen a lot of shit. She has yeah. been, she's been through the ringer. She is not... Uh, she has not been as well protected and coddled as, as Clark Kent, you know, Kal-El, how he was being raised all, all the way far out from, you know, from all the, the, the battles and all the hardships of Krypton being destroyed and all that stuff. She hasn't, he hasn't seen any of this stuff. He's been kept in this bubble on Ma and Pa Kent's farm, right? So we got Supergirl, another Kryptonian. I don't know if they're still going to do it as, as she's his cousin. I don't know if they're going to do I mean, that or not. I'm going to assume that they're still cousins. I, yeah, I sure. also well, I think, mean, why not? Yeah. For, for me, I'm, I'm thinking more about how is this connected to the rest of the universe. So, we again, we've got the clue of the detective stuff with mm -hmm. the lanterns figuring something out that's a terrible mystery on Earth. Um, we've got the, the mascara, for, you know, the Amazonians, who we assume uh, are going to send out Wonder Woman for some reason. If that's the case, uh, if it's not even that close, then whatever. But at least there's something there, right? Um, you know, we've got the the authority, the people who are like, we're going to do things no matter what's, you know, even if people don't want us to do it, we got to do what's necessary. They've figured out something's wrong on Earth that they have to take care of. So how does Supergirl connect to this earthly problem? I think I know. Is it that Supergirl finds her way back Earth? to Earth because she finds a connection to Clark, and that's why all the planet thinks that she's a problem or something? Mm. Does she does she try to take over the planet? Is she jaded and evil? I, I don't think she's evil, but you know, the best thing we can do, Raul, is we can read the comic because the comic is available to read right now. So I'm right definitely then. I'm putting that on my list because I want to watch it. I want to read it. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll just watch it on YouTube. But <laughs> I thought you were getting to what your theory was of how she fits in. Oh yeah, the, from the comic. Did did so you haven't read the comic? No, I haven't read the comic. Okay, no, I haven't no, read no. it. Either. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna guess that if if we do read the comic, we could find something to pick out and say maybe this is what's gonna happen. Sure. In the in this connected universe, maybe that's why she's doing the things she's doing, you know? I'll definitely have to check out the comic, but even having not read the comic, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm outside, might sound like an idiot to the people who've read the comic and you're probably going to all think, no, Raul, shut up, you're wrong. But <laughs> I do like the idea, maybe Supergirl is the one because she's, you know, because her origins are so far out in space over, you know, near Krypton, maybe she's the one that finally comes to Earth and is basically the one that's like, listen, I know what the threat is. You guys really need to 
take this seriously. You know what I mean? She's got, I feel like maybe she could be that character that by the time we get to Supergirl, everybody else has been just trying to figure out what's going on. And Supergirl can be the one that comes in and is like, no, 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 no. I'll tell you what's going on. And it's a lot more serious than you think. She's, she's the Hulk in Infinity War when she gets, when he gets sent back to Earth. I mean, could be, or, or the Carol Danvers, you know. Thanos is coming. Thanos yeah. is coming. Like, she's seen the threats. She's been she out there. She could be that. And maybe. And so nobody's maybe... taking it seriously enough, or maybe nobody's understanding, you know, exactly. Maybe she needs to get through to Kal-El and be like, look, this is what you're dealing with here. You need my help or whatever. And that maybe she'll join the authority because the authority is willing to do what it takes. And she's like, I agree. And then that's why Superman ends up having a movie where he's going to fight the authority because he has to protect his his uh, his cousin. Oh, man. I mean, I've, you 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 took it way farther than me. So I don't That'd know. That'd be kind of crazy. But that's just the only because I could easily see that being a cool idea. Her being that character that that. That needs to step in and be like, you guys have no idea what you're dealing with. Trust me. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff. Just to go off of th these are all theories, guys. The, the, yeah, we're, everything we're, completely... we're saying, all yeah. theories. Yeah, just all theories. But they're pretty cool theories. They're pretty awesome. This is like what I was hoping would happen when these announcements came out because I wanted to be excited about the DC universe. Yes, maybe marketing wise, these these decisions that uh, James Gunn has presented to us might not be the best for general audiences to make a lot of money but at the same time the more you read into it the more interesting it's gonna be which we'll talk about something James Gunn says towards the end of this but first we got to cover our last topic which is Swamp Thing uh, Swamp Thing a very dark horror story in the origins of the monsters who the monster who is Swamp Thing and although it's totally outside of most of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. Uh, I wrote down here as a note, although James Gunn didn't say whether it was a movie or not, multiple outlets are reporting that it, it is as such. So this is a horror film for Swamp Thing uh, coming out in theaters. That's interesting. So, so people are reporting that Swamp Thing is a movie. Which is, yeah, but like Variety said it, Deadline said it, like the people are saying, yeah, and then, and then there's the Swamp Thing movie. Uh -huh, okay. But James Gunn didn't say it was a movie. He just kind of brought it up and moved on uh, to end the video. I wonder if, because I know Peter Safran later put out a statement that oh, other... You know yeah. what? I think it might have been the bottom left of... You know how it went in the video when he presents a picture of, of right. the movie or project? On the bottom left, it says DC slash film or television. And so ah. I'm assuming maybe we just missed that and it said film on the bottom left. Um, so, hey, either way, this is the first DC horror movie. That's, That's pretty cool. cool. I you, like that. Would you want it to be rated R, Raul? I hope it's rated R. I, I think <laughs> no actually i'm not gonna be that guy because i it doesn't have to be now because i those, a good those, story is a good story yeah yeah, yeah. people like it. that kind of are, can be obnoxious no i I'm, I'm sorry if you're one of those people but i no, really it's if the story is good it doesn't matter right it doesn't matter what it's rated however if it'd be rated r that'd be super cool that'd but be cool. I, mean, I wouldn't say but no, if man. you could do a good successful scary swamp thing film um you know that doesn't that's not necessarily rated r if it's good who the hell's gonna care yeah right? Um, exactly. You know, they've been they've been able to do it before. I mean, look at the even though it wasn't a movie, but you look at the um Werewolf by Night special. Good stuff. I don't know. Well, that's not a 
There's no like, there's no like exotic, there's no like extreme gore or anything like that in there, but it, it was vicious enough. Like it, it gave that, it gave off that energy without showing like guts flying around and shit like that. So also another thing I'll bring up, uh, another thing I'll say is, is Swamp Thing did have a TV series that got canceled really early, but from what I've heard, the first episode. From what I've heard, though, it's a really, it was really good. Like, a lot of the fans that really like Swamp Thing really liked it. And uh, I'm wondering if making it into a movie will make it grow the audience the way that James Gunn wants it to. Um, because when you're making a movie, you're, you're making a statement for, the, for Hollywood. Like, guys, watch this in theaters. This is the mm. thing that's going to get everybody's attention. So, okay, I'm all right. I don't know how that's going to work with the lanterns or the other TV series that they're putting out. Uh, Cause you know, if you want to watch those things, you're yeah. going to have to sign up for HBO max. I am curious. What, what is, what is the, the deciding process in terms of like, what's going to be a movie? What's going to be a TV show? Like what's the rationale between like, like why is Swamp Thing a movie and not a TV show? I'm, I mean, I'm, that's, that's rhetorical, but my, you know what my, I mean? Yeah. I mean, my, my only guess for that would just be that, Maybe Swamp Thing's already a, a TV series for a season, so you've seen a lot of that character already. Whereas Green Lantern, we only saw him once, once, with Ryan Reynolds. So sad. And so people got the point, so this is a way to flesh out the characters of Green Lantern. or something. I don't know, something like that. But, um, you know, the most important thing is actually the closing statement for James Gunn. And he says here... Anyways, those are the stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important to me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique. Something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I want to be true to those stories. I want to be true to you guys and really give you something different that we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. That's awesome because I, we've well literally said. just been well saying said. that this entire time. As long as the story is good, that's all that matters. And so the more I've read into these topics that we've talked about today, heck, we've digested it now um, or dissected it now. Uh, and digested it. And digested, yes, true. <laughs> like it, it has gotten me more riled up and more ex excited for it. Um, is it a bummer that Henry Cavill's not going to be Superman? Yeah, but whatever. I mean, I I trust that James Gunn's going to come up with something really cool, and clearly he already is starting something really cool. Yeah. We still have more questions, but you know, it's it's not as frustrating as waiting for another Zack Snyder movie to come out for the DC movies. Um, I think we're done with that. We are done with that. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, when you look at this list, we've got movies and TV series, and they're pretty split evenly right here. Again, just to, just to read them all off. Yeah, what do we got? The movies we have are Superman Legacy, The Authority, The Brave and the Bold, Supergirl Wo Woman of Tomorrow, Swamp Thing, and then Elseworld movies, Batman Part 2 and Joker 2. So we have seven movies right now lined up for DC, which is incredible. Along with the, the four on top, Flash, Aquaman 2, Blue Beetle, and uh, am I missing something? Uh, Shazam. Did I already say Shazam? So maybe Shazam, yeah. 11 movies lined up now 
that's crazy. That's awesome. Good news for them. Yeah. Whereas TV series, we have Creature Commandos, Waller, Lanterns, Paradise, Booster Gold, and the Penguin series on Elseworld Batman. That's six shows right there. And maybe Peacemaker season two. And maybe? I'm still not sure. So there's seven and possibly eight if Harley Quinn wants to continue, you know? Um, heck, right. she, James Gunn is in Harley Quinn. I don't know why he wouldn't want to let it continue. Is it the animated show? He's in the animated show as himself. So that's pretty awesome. But uh, Raul, this is everything, man. That's you got everything. any you got any last minute thoughts on this before we call it? No, as far as as far as what has been announced within the new continuity, I like it. It's it's a fresh new, you know, it's a brave new world, you know, and and brave and, and love, bold world. <laughs> a brave and bold world. Uh, I I love I love I, I love the the blank slate we're gonna get the clean slate you know anything is possible from here you know it's uh it's exciting and there's all these things to look forward to once we get into this part that's that's where I'm uh, that's where I feel that's where I'm in my comfort zone but again like we said before the transition phase between now and then still a little murky yeah still not sure what's happening with those last few projects before we officially reboot this thing you know aquaman flash blue beetle what have you that still remains to be seen as to how that's going to be executed um you know yeah no i a thousand percent agree man i'm once excited we get there once we get to the to the other side the other side of the wall the dcu has been rebooted then it's like uh, blue skies from there i guess I just don't want them to mess anything up. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can just get through this rocky patch right now and and uh, just start moving on already. We I say that like it's stuff. gonna be. We say that like it's gonna be uh, excruciating. I'm. I we say that, but like really, the, everybody's saying the Flash is supposed to be amazing. Blue Beetle's supposed to be really good. Like you know, I'm looking forward to these next few projects um, because they've all have great you know a lot of great buzz surrounding them so i'm looking forward to it it's just you know as far as i'm not going to get all sucked up and 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 wrapped up in like well how does this fit in the timeline i'm gonna after we fit we're talking about it now but once we stop recording this episode i'm just gonna clear my mind and be like you know what let's just let's just take the ride let's just take the ride that's where my mind is going to be at out of all of these which one are you the most excited for of the new slate of stuff of the new slate of stuff it was actually a little bit lower on my ex- on my excitement list but now it's really bumped its way up is the lantern show lantern show honestly i'm really curious to see this yeah because he says you know almost like true detective but a couple green lanterns mine might be paradise lost i think that's on the top of my yeah. list right now because i think that sounds really cool and unique I think Lanterns and Brave and the Bold are the ones I'm the most looking forward to. If anything, I mean, I'll always say Superman because I, I do want to see a new version of Superman. Right. So I'm excited to see what they come up with. Hopefully it is a big bang and he really does leave behind a legacy. <laughs> And with that, we made it to the end. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow us on Instagram at Real Geek News. You can also follow our separate handles on Twitter and Insta at Kevin A. Rivera VO and at Raul Ceballos VO. Yeah, and we also have a YouTube channel with all our episodes, all our movie reviews, and this bonus episode will definitely be on there. Hit the like and subscribe and, 
and all that fun little stuff with the bell and all that stuff, you know. And also, we have it in a podcast form, however you're following podcasts. If you want to help us boost the quality of our show and get more people listening, please go on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a positive review. We It really helps. Leave us a good review. Every, every little bit counts. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you support our show. And finally, want to share your passionate thoughts and opinions about movies? Tell us what you think about James Gunn's new announcements. Any movie reviews you'd like us to do? Well, then send us an email at realgeeknews at gmail.com. We'll leave all the description below. With all that being said, stay safe, stay classy, and most important of all, stay geeky, my friends.